Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Joe Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Joe over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Joe Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Joe is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station for you. Let's get into this episode of Kick-Ass Radio. Hey there, Glowgetters. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Hope you've had an awesome week and you're winding down to the weekend. Pop quiz. Can you define the differences between artificial intelligence and automation? It's a good question. I won't judge you if the answer is no. There's a blurry line between AI and automation, with the terms often used interchangeably, even in tech-forward professions. But there's a very real difference between the two, and it's one that's becoming ever more critical for women in particular and businesses to understand. So the world is progressing, we know that. AI, automation and women in the workforce to drive the IoT, the Internet of Things, industry forward. That is my theme for the year of 2021. I'm getting steampunked. The future of work isn't just a far-off thought. It's here. Years of global economic and political upheaval have already changed the way we live and work. So with the digital era characterised by automation and advances in robotics, machine learning and AI, artificial intelligence, has transformed the relationship between humans and machines. And while this has allowed businesses to automate and often get work done more efficiently and quickly, it has also given rise to many questions about the future of work, not just for women, but for men as well. So as we head into 2021, it is the hope of Kick-Ass Women that we continue to encourage a more diverse workforce and that we continue to celebrate the women who are working hard to encourage others to champion professional development and hard work. It's only when we work together to celebrate each other do we promote continued success for generations to come. So we really need to promote the STEM career pathways. You are listening to the Kick-Ass Radio Show Kickstart, where we talk about all things women working in non-traditional roles in varied male-dominated industries, and I tell you how it is. So today is episode 26, and we're getting STEM-punked. Like I said, AI and automation is here to stay. I'm your host, Joe Sainsbury, the Glowgetter. My background is I'm no stranger to wearing high-vis workwear, getting down and dirty in the grease and the coal dust. And my passion and purpose is to really reinforce confidence 
support and encourage more women to kick off their heels and tap into their steel caps and to consider pursuing these non-traditional roles within the varied uh, varied industries, male-dominated industries, as I share my knowledge, career experiences and understanding of the industries. So here we are on the radio show. I hope we can keep you in good company over the coming hour. And a huge shout out to all the women working out on track and on site all over the globe today. Stay safe and have a fantastic day or night shift. And it might be the best time to mention that the radio show may and does contain some adult language. So let's get into it. Radio. Today on the show, we are going geek. Bear with me for some compelling statistics and analytical info. And it might get long-winded, but we need to know about it. So to what extent will machines displace humans? Many are also questioning how this will affect various segments of the workforce. So for instance, how will the changing nature of the workforce, thanks to technologies like automation, affect women in the workplace? Will it close or widen the gender gap in STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematic fields? Around the world, the nature of work, where we work, how we work, and what we do is changing. And there is little doubt humanity is on the precipice of massive change in how we work. The only question is, whether it is a future of shared prosperity and leisure or one of mass unemployment and turmoil. Robots, artificial intelligence and driverless cars are no longer things of the distant future. They are with us today and will become increasingly common in the coming years. An interesting glimpse of the latest innovations are just the mere nimble robots, sophisticated software, on the internet of things through which everyday objects communicate with one another. Global forces are changing the nature of work worldwide. Technological advances, the rise in connectivity, social and demographic shifts, demanding new worker skills and reshaping work models. Society needs to rethink the concepts of jobs, reconfigure the social contract move toward a system of lifetime learning and develop a new kind of politics that can deal with economic dislocations. And it is imperative that we make major adjustments in how we think about work and the social contract in order to prevent society from spiralling out of control. Now, a research paper published by IMF, International Monetary Fund, suggests that in general, female workers face a higher risk of automation compared to male workers, like 11% of the global female workforce compared to 9% of the global male workforce. Now, this reality is due to the fact that, on average, women perform perform more routine tasks than men across all sectors and occupations. And these are the tasks that are most prone to automation. So in fact, IMF estimates that 26 million female jobs in 30 countries are at 
higher risk of being displaced by technology within the next two decades. Now, IMF characterises high risk as facing a 70% or higher likelihood of being automated. So here and now around the globe, many people are worried about the idea that machines can perform some tasks and jobs better than humans. However, in the long run, technology will create new jobs to replace the ones lost to automation. And this is true in both tech and non-tech industries. The question is whether these jobs will be available to populations most vulnerable to job displacement due to automation. There's lots of questions we need to ask. Job growth is particularly anticipated in STEM fields where women are currently very underrepresented, but this is changing. Now, IMF says the digital transformation across industries will likely lead to more flexible work conditions, which could benefit women. Of course it will. Increased interest and investment in bringing more young women into the field and the fold, so to speak, will also help at the grassroots level. Now, the more women who enter the field, the more that will continue on to make their mark and potentially in leadership roles. That's what we want to aim for, parity. However, attracting women to the field isn't the only hurdle in closing gender gaps in technology. Women must be supported and encouraged to stay in STEM fields for the long haul. Mentoring opportunities and female role models in positions of leadership, as well as a commitment to flexible and fair working conditions for men and women who have families and equal opportunity for pay raises, promotions and professional development will all go a long way toward attracting and retaining talent in STEM fields. Both automation and AI play an increasing role in the modern workplace. And that's thanks to rapid advancements and the massive amount of data at organisations' disposal. But while more than one third, we're saying 37% of organisations use AI in some form, this figure doesn't account for the sophistication of each implementation. Now, a truly robust use of AI and automation in everyday work, not just narrow applications we're talking about, will require both education and an open-minded approach. Now, that's a current pain point at many companies. More than half of workers still fear AI and automation will put their jobs at risk. Now, true, some current jobs might not exist in five years, but job loss is a natural societal evolution. After all, there are far few, fewer chimney sweeps now in the world, isn't there? Because homes are heated by electricity and gas. And the evolved roles that can result from these technologies will be engaging and fulfilling in a way that was impossible before A&I and automation entered the workplace. So remember my pop quiz question I asked you just at the beginning of the show? Can you define the differences between artificial intelligence, AI, and automation? I couldn't, but I'm going to help you. How do we define AI versus automation? Well, sometimes a complicated idea is best explained with 
a simple analogy. Try thinking about AI and automation from this perspective. AI refers to smart technology. Artificial intelligence is designed to simulate human thinking. And AI can deal with conceptual ideas and uncertainty and should analyse and apply new information to react to situations. Machine learning is one of only many subsets of AI. Now, automation refers to dumb technology powered by programmable bots. Automation is software that follows pre-programmed rules to handle straightforward tasks and can't react to new situations. The terms artificial intelligence and automation are often used interchangeably. They're shorthand for robots and other machines that allow us to operate more efficiently and effectively. Whether it's a mechanical construct piecing together a car on the assembly line or the signal that sets off the smoke alarm in your home. But there are some pretty big differences between automated systems and AI machines. Have I confused you yet? It's like apples and oranges. Look at the old DVD and VHS. Now, what about the shonky computer Matthew Broderick used to start World War III in war games? Just to make things more confusing, though, it's entirely possible for automated machines to be AI-based. But we'll get to that shortly. And it's a lot deeper than that, and it's worth looking at given that as technology manufacturer ARM states in its AI survey, a quarter of Siri users didn't even know that AI powered the personal assistant. An awareness of AI-style tech driving other popular apps like Facebook and Netflix is even lower. So a lot of people don't know that's all run by AI. So this tells us that the public's grasp of what AI can deliver it's still building and coming to fruition. Now, automation, automated systems are everywhere. Seriously, they are the reason businesses don't have to copy and paste a million individual marketing emails to their customers. It's what allows you to pop on or turn on your lights in the car on the way home via an app on your phone. It's what training companies use to manage their students' courses. Now, automation has a single purpose, to let machines perform repetitive, monotonous tasks. And this frees up time for fleshly humans, like you and me, to focus on more important tasks that require the personal touch. Now, the end result is a more efficient, cost-effective business and a more productive workforce, which kind of sort of sounds like what A is for, right? So crucially, the big difference here is that automated machines are all driven by the manual configuration, which is just a fancy way of saying you have to set up the way you want your automated system to work using a workflow and the like. So with automation, it's a case of if Y, then X, or if X, then Y, follow the algorithm. Essentially, you define the X that clears the automated system to perform the Y. It's an obedient worker that never calls in sick or takes a holiday and always gets the job done perfectly every time. It's no wonder that businesses so readily embrace automation. 
Now, you find automation in some form in just about every serious business on the planet. Essentially, it's a machine that's smart enough to follow orders. Now, we come to artificial intelligence. You know, all those robots that are going to inevitably destroy us. At least that's what happens in the movies. That's AI or one depiction of it. They're the super, uh, super smart machines that can apparently think for themselves. Who knew? And that's the whole point of AI, to create technologies that ably mimic what a human can say, think and do. And just like most humans, that means AI is intensely bad at simply following orders. That's not what it's designed to do. It's designed to constantly seek patterns like us humans, learn from experience like us humans, and self-select the appropriate responses in situations based on that, like us humans. It's all down to machine learning, originally developed to offer a field of study that gives computers the ability to learn without being explicitly programmed. So Deloitte explained that in a study, uh, Intelligent Automation Entering the Business World. They presented with a database of information about uh, credit card transactions, such as the date, time, merchant, merchant location, price, and whether the transaction was legitimate or fraudulent. Now, a machine learning system learns patterns that predicts fraud. The more transaction data it processes, the better its predictions are expected to become. So to the point where it can predict situations just before they actually happen. So that's pretty, you know, pretty high tech. So what we're actually dealing with here isn't a simple replica of me or you. It's about creating a system that's more powerful than you could possibly imagine. But before you start being paranoid about artificially intelligent intelligent objects getting inside your head, it's worth pointing out that AI's strength is also its flaw. Not being constrained by rules allows for a rapid rate of learning, but it also means that AI is learning without the context that specific programming would typically provide. So the real difference between automation and AI, what drives both automated systems and AI is the same thing that drives businesses, data. Automated machines collate data. AI systems understand it. And here's where we get to the core difference between the two. Automated machines collate data. AI systems understand it. We said that. We're looking at two very different systems that perfectly complement each other. So imagine how much more powerful we can become as individuals, as businesses, as species, by coupling machines capable of automatically collecting incredible amounts of data with systems that can intelligently make sense of that information. This is just the beginning. Okay, we'll take a little break and listen to a tune and I'll be back with you soon. Hi, I'm Jo Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. 
As a woman working in industry, I want to share my knowledge and experience and industry know-how to support you if a change in your life is what you are looking for. Join me on my radio show, Kick-Ass Radio, every Friday morning at 10am across Australia or on Thursday afternoon at 5pm in the US. What are you waiting for? Go on, get your glow on. Okay, so there is hope for the future. We're still getting our geek on and we're still getting pretty analytical and techie here, so bear with me. Now, despite statistics showing that the economic opportunity gap between men and women narrowed slightly in 2008, there are proportionally fewer women than men joining the workforce, largely due to the growth of automation and artificial intelligence. Now, millions of women face the risk of losing their jobs amidst new trends in the job market. This is pretty pretty scary, these facts. Automation, as well as the emergence of new technologies to women in the workforce. Now, what is the risk to the female workforce? McKinsey Global Institute, in their report from 2019, indicated that up to 160 million women may have to transition into new occupations or invest in new skills to avoid being rendered jobless. The acquisition of new skill sets, as well as transition into new occupations, could help women overcome the risk of being made redundant as automation takes over. Automation and technologies taking over comes at a time when women face a lot, while men also face the risk of losing jobs. Given the emerging trends, most of them remain well positioned to take over new posts, more so in maturing economies. Job loss could be much rampant due to the concentration of women in lower and middle skilled jobs. And such jobs are the subject of increased focus by many organisations and companies looking to cut back on labour costs through automation, as well as the development of emerging technologies. So, for instance, some Asian nations could close down garment, textile and apparel manufacturing jobs by replacing humans with sewing bots. By 2030, we find that automation could free up approximately 30% of nurses' time meaning that they could spend less time on tasks such as processing paperwork and more time interacting with their patients. It's an interesting fact. So what does the future of work look like for women? Number one, women face a higher risk of automation than men. To start, it is important to understand what types of version of today's digital age doesn't just mean robotic assembly lines in the, manuf- in the car manufacturing say, uh, sectors. Increasingly, AI, machine learning and smart software are enabling workplace automation well beyond the factory floor. From customer service chatbots to virtual assistance, to AI-assisted disease diagnosis. Advanced technology will therefore impact a much wider set of tasks, 
jobs and skills than what we have seen today. From food preparation, customer service, and accounting, occupations that are highly vulnerable to automation, but that are often overlooked by the media. This high risk work includes clerical roles like secretaries, back office and administrative staff, as well as the frontline service jobs, such as cashiers and fast food workers. Together, these positions employ a very large percent of women. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported just over 9 million people in male-dominated production occupations in 2017, compared to nearly 22 million workers in office and administrative roles, the vast majority of which are women. As a result, we find that female workers are currently employed in jobs that are at higher technical risk for automation than male workers. So looking at the global workforce as a whole, we find that women constitute 54% of workers employed in high-risk occupations, despite comprising less than half of the total labour force. Public narrative captured in countless news and media stories that robots and computers are primarily a threat to men. Number two is the boom in high-paid tech jobs is leaving women behind. The flip side to the negative narrative of technology, displacing jobs, high-paid jobs that are explicitly tied to technology. Now, these jobs include like machine learning specialists, computer programming, and positions that we cannot yet even imagine today. Now, women hold just 19% of software developing jobs and 21% of computer programming jobs. And this is unlikely to change in the short term, given the low rate of STEM graduations for women in higher education today. Number three is act. As technology changes the demand for skills, the outlook for women and AI are quickly improving their capacity to handle tasks that humans have historically performed. Yet they have proven ill-equipped to replace certain human skills that will become increasingly valuable in the future. Now keep that in mind. There's some specific skills you will have to retrain and upskill for. Now, the gender implications of these shifting skills and job profiles, they're mixed. On the one hand, some of the robot-proof skills that will become even more valuable are those that are associated with stereo care and social skills. On the other hand, roles in management, leadership and advanced cognitive work are much harder to automate than more routine roles. So even with the same industry or sector. For instance, a customer service representative or a fast food worker faces a higher risk of automation than does his or her first line manager and faces orders of magnitude higher risk than the company's executive leadership team. Number 
men continue to outnumber women in management positions. And we rally and rally for that, especially at the executive level. Therefore, insulating themselves from the greater automation risk that faces their subordinates. Of course, these gender differences are often based on existing biases, stereotypes and structural inequities. Confronting social norms, policies and equalities today may be most impactful to addressing the challenges ahead in the future of work for women. And it's something I'm very passionate about and it's a, it's a target of mine to um, strive for a bit more social change this year. Coming back to number four, women stand to gain in job quantity from future growth in female-dominated occupations. As our population ages, labour economists predict a sharp rise in the number of care-based jobs in the years ahead. Roles like home health aid, for instance, they are projected by the Bureau of Labor Statistics to grow 47% by 2026. Women currently constitute 84% of this care workforce. Jobs in female-dominated professions, such as childcare, 94% women, personal care aides, 84% women, and medical assistants, 91% women, also stand to grow. While this growth spells good reality is that these jobs are very poorly paid and offer little economic security, stability, legal protections, physical security or upward mobility. Ultimately, the extent to which women and men can benefit from this growth with desirable made by the policymakers, employers and society. Continuing the status quo paints a bleak picture, doesn't it? And number five, in the race between education and technology, women are outperforming men, but disparities remain. Over the last several decades, women have been more resilient in the face of automation than men. Thanks in large attainment. And this is because higher education dramatically reduces workers' exposure to automation. Workers with a BA or higher are far less likely to see their jobs automated than workers with a high school level education or less. Automation since the 1980s has contributed to the polarisation of the labour market by shrinking the number of middle paying jobs mainly clerical work and manufacturing roles. While increasing the number of jobs at both the low-paying and high-paying ends. So during this period, while the number of clerical jobs contracted, women dramatically increased their rates of post-secondary social and economic factors. The percent of women in the... uh, uh, labour force with the university degree nearly quadrupled since 1970, from 11% to 40% in 2018. Now, this surge in education propelled many women upwards into high-paid professional positions that were automated. Now, in contrast, educational attainment rates for men in this period improved much more slowly. 
So as a result, as predominantly high school educated men lost stable jobs in manufacturing, they have primarily been pushed down to lower wage service positions and outnumber men on university campuses. So that's pretty interesting. And women are significantly more likely than men to hold a bachelor's degree by the time they turn 29. Yet despite outpacing men in educational attainment, women still earn far less than men. So compared to men, women in school choose less lucrative fields of study, while in the workplace, they work less often in the highest paying roles. Persistent discrimination means that even women with the same education credentials and same, in the same jobs make less than men. Now, research shows that gender inequality persists in non-degree credentials as well, with women paying more for these credentials and still earning less. So we need to reskill, ladies, and amidst, amidst the bleak future for women will go a long way in limiting the damage. Now, according to McKinsey Global Institute, associations need to partner with governments and education providers to help in the implementation of reskilling programs. Training and apprenticeship programs will also have to come into play to equip them with the much-needed skills for the changing job market. Equipping women with new skill sets as well as organisations will be able to drive global growth and sustainability. Leaders will also have to ensure that women are not left behind as new technologies such as artificial intelligence takes over. Leaders will also have to shift the negative views about women when it comes to STEM and tech jobs. Displaying female role models, taking over various sectors in educational settings as well as workplaces is another thing that leaders can do to encourage and motivate other women. Industry partnerships, as well as open online courses focused on emerging technology should also come into play as a way of reskilling and upskilling women. Embracing new technologies. However, not all is lost as some women have taken the high road and flexed their muscles already in some fields that in the past were the preserve for men. Now it's high time that women embraced emerging technologies as a way of remaining competitive in the job market. It is also high time that people adopted multifaceted approaches when it comes to the implementation of new technologies, mobile and tech savvy to adapt to the new world of work skills. However, they still need to match their skills as closely as possible to where the most job opportunities will be. There is some concern that women are not acquiring skills needed for high growth fields, such as professional, scientific and technological services. More than ever, 
women need to embrace lifelong learning from school to employment and throughout their working lives. Persistent gender concentration within occupations and sectors makes it more difficult for those where they currently are the minority of workers. More workers or more work needs to be done to reduce stereotypes that entrench gender concentration in some occupations. And women and men may need financial support as they transition into new occupations or sectors, including unemployment benefits and insurance. Labor agencies can focus on providing benefits and assistance to the unemployed by serving as job counsellors, offering career guidance and enabling access to potential training and job opportunities for those temporarily out of the workforce. There's lots to be done. Women don't have access to the same extent as men to networks that help, you know, progression and transition into new job roles and new fields. Some companies are moving ahead on this front, but more needs to be done to create opportunities for women. Women and men face a period of disruption and change. It will be vital for both to develop. One, the skills that will be in demand. Two, the flexibility and mobility needed to negotiate labour market transition successfully. And three, the access to and knowledge of technology necessary to work with automated systems, including in its creation. Unfortunately, women often face long-established and pervasive structural and societal barriers that could hinder them in all three of those areas. In work, slow. Now, the good news is that the forces of technology and innovation that characterise the automation age can also pave the way for more gender equality in the workforce. There is a huge opportunity for private and public sector leaders to enable women to make the necessary transitions in these areas. Okay. Let's talk about kick-ass women making waves and pave the way for others after them. So kick-ass women making waves is this week where we're recognising extraordinary achievements and contributions women have made and continue to make in our unbalanced world, what we've just been talking about. We live in in an exciting period of history, the groundswell for change to a more gender balanced world is growing with people speaking up and demanding equal opportunity for all women in all walks of life. Women are made in all sectors of industry in a world that often serves up extra hurdles for females who, through courage and perseverance, challenge the status quo. They defy societal norms with the love of their work and improving the quality of life for many others. They are mothers, daughters, sisters, and they are worthy to be honoured 
So each week I shine a spotlight on one or a collective of these extraordinary women who are making a difference and that are ins- they are inspiring role models. So now keeping with the theme of our um, STEM punk and our geek this week, our kids of young women who are leading by example and are aspiring future innovators, adventurers and leaders in the STEM world. Now they are Caitlin Boothby, Chloe Coombe and Charlize Falconer. Now these inspiring young women are the finalists for the exceptional female QMEA student category in the 2021 Queensland Resources Council, Women in Mining and Resources. Now, Queensland Minerals and Energy Academy, QMEA, is a highly successful program, placing students onto pathways into the resources sector and other science, technology, engineering and maths, STEM industries. Caitlin Boothby, Caitlin from Billowilla State High School, but also keen to learn more about the range of careers in the mining industry. She is a house captain and member of the Ministerial Student Advisory Council, and she has previously and problem solving toolkit day. Chloe Coombe. Chloe is from the Cathedral College in Rockhampton and Chloe would like to study actuarial science. She is a college vice captain and QMEA ambassador, member of the Ministerial Student Advisory Council and a University of Queensland science ambassador, helping to establish her school's first science club. And she has represented her school in the Optimines Minds and is passionate about championing careers for young women in the minerals and energy sector. And I'm college captain of Gladstone's Chanel College and is interested in that. Chloe is a QMEA ambassador as well and a University of Queensland science ambassador and chairperson. Chloe organised a QMEA physics in flight competition at her school, attended a STEM stepping program and has completed work experience in the STEM laboratories at Central Queensland University. So I'd like to also make a very special mention to the valued sponsor of this award category, Thies. Thank you, Thies, for the role you play in encouraging female students onto pathways. So congratulations to Caitlin, Charlize, and Chloe. And you are one health kick-ass women making their waves. Okay, let's hear from one of our show sponsors and we'll be back soon. Hey, Glow Getters. Did you know that Jo Sainsbury is a published author for her book, High Heels to High Viz, and has been named an Amazon number one bestseller? Telling the story about Jo's transition from the corporate sector into industry, High Heels to High Viz acts as a guide for women who are considering a non-traditional role and career. 
High Heels to High Viz is available for purchase online at all leading bookstores, including Amazon, Dimex, Waterstones and eBay. Okay, so like I've been saying, as artificial intelligence is um, entering all spheres of our lives, a lot of concern is arising about the possibility of bias and patriarchy of the impact. Research shows women are much more sceptical of and averse to innovation in comparison to men who embrace and triumphant. Now, this fear of technological innovation has to do with the fact that society often views the role of women as replaceable by AI, which is visible in the abundance of women robots and female personal assistants, such as Alexa and Cortana. If we're coming to the point when most jobs are automated and robots become every better make sure those algorithms are beneficial for most people, be it a woman or should care about, is not which jobs will be automated and which professions will be obsolete, but which jobs and skills will increase in relevance and demand. And here, the long-time perspective looks as bright for women as never before. Empathy, listening, multitasking, intuition, collaboration and patience are qualities that will get more prominence as automation takes over the workplace. Qualities will become crucial in the machine age. First is creativity. The second is compassion. And the third is collaboration, our three Cs. Both by nature and by culture, women are better placed to benefit from automation. The inherent presence of empathy and collaboration skills makes women perfectly positioned to navigate the complex post-industrial world. Let's break the down, let's break down the three C's. So I said creativity first. Well, and art pieces through pattern recognition and affinity analysis we don't expect them to develop emotional intelligence and passion anytime soon, do we? And it is exactly the passion and ambition that have been driving the human species to create masterpieces, come up with groundbreaking solutions and create whole new ecosystems. While there are way more innovations and patents filed by men, it is explained by history and culture rather than biology. As women are occupying more academic and managerial opportunities and avenues for innovation. Of course, technology will further enable people to find new ways of self-expression and facilitate the creative process. Next was compassion. Now, according to the UK national statistics data, women currently dominate employment within caring and leisure occupations. 
So we mentioned nursing and aged care earlier, both of which require the empathy and ability to put yourself into another person's shoes. An estimated 66% of caregivers in 2017 were female. With the population ageing, women will become more important as premium caregivers, nurses and psychologists. Then there was a US study by The Telegraph which showed women as twice, which means that they are both more natural in and more inclined towards compassion involving professions. Caregiving might appear to be a slightly sexist example, which nevertheless underpins a whole universe of an empathy-involving job market of psychologists, teachers, therapists, social workers, well-being coaches, nurturing specialists, and many other roles we will soon. And the third C was collaboration. Last but not least, collaboration and cooperation are inherent human qualities, which, according to Yuval Harari, brought us to the pinnacle of evolution. It is not that our communication is better or more intricate than the one of birds or whales, but it was human civilization that came up with the language and trust system that allowed huge numbers of people to collaborate as opposed to a tribal structure in the animal kingdom. And while men have been traditionally more competitive and victory-oriented, women are more likely to look for mutual benefit and a peaceful resolution. Does that sound familiar? Women's natural biological tendencies of self-presentation and the creation of safe environment are likely to propel them to take more prominent roles in politics and international relations. In fact, this is not a suggestion, but a timely necessity as the dangers of mutually assured destruction and automatic weapons occupy an ever more prominent role in AI ethics discussions. Career-wise, men tend to overestimate their abilities and monopolise the world, while women downplay their skills and seek help from their peers. While the first approach has been successful in the highly competitive economy of spare skills, it is the ability to get along and quickly obtain useful information that is going to define the workplace in the knowledge economies of online. The 21st century is bringing way too many challenges to limit ourselves to only 50% of available human resources. Mass extinction, mass extinction of species, air pollution, plastic proliferation, climate change, and the emergence of today world, all the problems we are currently facing require a collective effort of the whole of humanity and more than ever require our empathy, collaboration and creative solutions. Okay, let's have a look at our take five. Now, take, our take five tips for the, um, for the week are going to be 
a collection of our three C's and with an added two on top. So with our, the first one was, and I'm saying these are the essential skills you will need to develop to work with the bots. So the number one one, number one one was It was, in fact, critical thinking. Number two was creativity. Number three was collaboration. And number five was leadership. It is crucial to attract women to enter these industries and equip them with in-demand knowledge and skills to increase their employability in the future of work. Women and organisations need to be ready to adapt. Inevitably, much of the responsibility will be on the women. They will need not only to adapt to organisational changes and experiences, including technological skills and the mobility and flexibility that the future of work demands throughout their lifetime. Be willing to try new tasks and even to rethink and retrain mid-career, giving them a quality of opportunity to step into careers of their choosing. Define the future of work that works for women. We as individual women cannot do it alone. It all starts with the business of their operations and in turn, define hers. You must start today by preparing yourself with the tools needed to execute these jobs successfully. And lastly, here is your safety affirmation for the week. And it's relative to what we've been talking about. I allow myself to mature. That's it, guys. I do hope you found the information helpful and valuable. And it was a pretty big overload of information. But hope it gives you something to genuinely have a think about. It is the way of our future. How AI and automation are shaping the workplace of the future is here and now. And we need to be ready. AI and automation are positioned to have a huge impact on both the direction and bottom line of companies around the globe. Netflix alone saves an estimated $1 billion in annual customer churn by applying AI to improve search results. But even organisations applying these technologies in a far less complex way have an opportunity to achieve big results. It starts with a shift in the way we talk about AI and automation in the workplace. So presently, about 60% of occupations could have 30% or more of their constituent activities automated. But that doesn't mean all of those occupations will soon disappear. AI and automation eliminate tasks 
the menial chores that prohibit real productivity, evolving the related jobs in the process. What's left is an opportunity for growth and change. Just like stone mills made it easier to turn wheat into flour and advanced factories made way for the era of the office worker. Today, we're nearing the era of the knowledge worker. Some of those roles will be closely intertwined with maintaining, programming and enabling AI and automation. After all, this technology isn't autonomous. While many people still think of automation and AI as techie tools that require deep technical expertise, this misconception disappears when they gain a grasp of practical application and value. So we humans need to prepare. Okay, thanks for joining me, and I appreciate you giving me your time on Kick-Ass Radio. Join me on my social media pages. And if you want to reach out, send me an email at Jody, Jody White, kickasswomen.com.au. Take care, everyone, and stay in touch. Coscoms, go on, get your glow on. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kickass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kickass Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kick-Ass Women website or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kick-Ass Radio.